<clears throat> so as we um, contemplate just this, the process of this sutta teaching, looking at it in abstract, we see the movement from talking about kaya, kaya, um, breathing, then calming the feeling the entire body, kaya patti sangwedi, and then that's, so this is kaya, body, patti, thoroughly, sung, completely, vedi, feeling. <laughs> right. So this is sometimes translated as experiencing, which seems to be extraordinarily neutral and um, even slightly numb way of describing thoroughly, completely sensitive. But if you look in the words patti, that suffix patti means thorough. Sung is an emphatic meaning full, thorough, full, vedi. Vedi, vedana is feeling, so vedi, sensitivity. And you wonder why did that get translated as experiencing? It is, but it's extraordinary how how so much of the translation almost ignores the heart, including the word citta, of course, translated as mind. There's something there is thoroughly sensitive to the entire body. And some of the earlier translations said, oh, that doesn't mean the body, it means the body of the breath, the breath body, the body of the inhalation, the exhalation, forming a body of air. And it seems to be almost a classical movement away from the body and away from the heart. Yeah. So the body is reduced just to the tip of the nose and the heart is reduced just to this focusing attention. And uh, I think we're still <laughs> experiencing results of that, that mode of, of uh, rendition. As for often, characteristically, people are taught and assume that mindfulness means a very sharp focus on a particular point doesn't say so in the suttas. It says bearing something in mind. Could be remembering your uncle's birthday. <laughs> it could be bearing in mind that it's dangerous to, you know, to drink alcohol. <laughs> That's not a kind of, you know. Um, well, those are useful things to bear in mind. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't say that. It's just very sharp analysis. And my my sense is this is you know, makes people quite cramped in their don't understand focusing as anything other than a kind of cramping of attention. If you don't cramp your attention down, you're not meditating. And palpably um for some people that's okay. Many people find themselves quite stressed and they don't want to meditate. 
if you have to do that. They've already had a day of doing that. They've been working all day doing just that. <laughs> Looking at their, 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 their sheets and their programs and their dials and their gadgets. They've all been doing this all day long. <laughs> they don't want to do any more of it. <laughs> it's, they just want to sit in a bathtub. And <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and we experience also we, that you can't focus unless you do that. Yes, you can. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? That's a focus. I'm feeling sort of okay. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, a little bit uncertain. Okay. Doesn't matter what, but you were able to focus on that, weren't you? You might not quite get the words around it, but you're able to turn your attention onto something as, you know, not a tiny little point, but an overall sense. Feeling okay, quite relaxed, but tell me more. Yeah, I suppose fairly relaxed, but a little bit um, uncertain where I'm going and how. You're getting some quiet. If you really ask the question and linger with it, you get quite a lot of details come out of that. Yeah, I want to think about it. A little bit anxious about what I'm going to do next weekend. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything more? Oh, uh, I'm feeling pretty happy to be here on the retreat, but I'm a bit nervous about what happens after it. Yeah, you can focus. You've got to, you can focus. And don't you think these things are important? Don't you think these things are actually pretty crucial? Because if you're feeling stressed and unhappy or anxious and worried, that's going to affect everything, isn't it? How you meditate, you know, if you're coming from that place. Don't you think it's important to, to sense where, where your heart is? Mm. And, uh, and so this is called chitta. So when we come to the tetrad moves through, why don't we start with the body? If, if chitta is so important, why start with the body? Because the body is the easiest way to get into it. Otherwise, if you say, well, you know, it's the easiest way to really get it, clearly. And you'll probably do that anyway. You say how you're feeling, you'll probably turn your attention around and if you think, consider it deeply, you'll feel a certain tension in your chest, perhaps. Or a slight pressure in your shoulders. No, I don't feel so good. Because as soon as you turn your attention, ask that felt question, you get a body reference and a heart reference because actually they're not different. They're not separate. Mm. So when we talk about uh, citta, 
you can, what, you can call it mind, you can call it spirit or awareness. It's another one, you can call it awareness. Uh, but at this preparatory stage, it's very much heart is probably the closest you're going to get in English, simple word. Mm-hmm. And so when you come into your body, no matter you say, oh, I'm feeling okay, uh, yeah, but you think. We, we come up with a set of words, thoughts. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'll do this next week. But then if you say, really, how are you feeling? Sometimes you don't even know. You don't even know. Oh, okay, all right. Tell me more. Well, uh, how is your body? Oh, yeah, feeling a little bit stressed. Because mm-hmm. you can sense like tension, wavering, shakiness, or you might feel very comfortable. And the body can't tell a lie. Whereas your thinking mind can be completely off track. Completely off track because your thinking mind is not necessarily connected to your body at all and sometimes it's not even connected to your heart. This is why human beings can do some terrible, terrible things, brutal things, vicious things, crazy things because the thinking mind is not necessarily connected to the feeling sensitive heart. It disconnects and then we become lethal creatures, damaging creatures. We lose our in what should be innate, a sense of sympathy and empathy. So you ask yourself, you think about yourself, you'll probably come up with a set of, oh, I'm okay, but I could be better at this, I could be better at that. I love doing this, I want to do that, I'm going here, you know, a set of descriptions about yourself, about what you think you are. And there'll be just judgments. But if you ask yourself how you feel you are, it's always going to be present moment, just this present moment. It may not be that verbally clear but you'll notice happy am I happy not miserable but not really wretched but mm, what is it then mm, you know feel the strange sort of plugged sense in my belly I haven't got a word for it, but I feel slightly withheld somewhere. And so though you may not understand it, your body will always give you, tell you the truth. And then you've got to listen in and breathe into it. And the beauty of it is, doing that the quality of the heart becomes apparent because often it gets buried 
Oh, it's closed off. Because heart is sensitive, because it feels. Yeah. Because it feels, it's sensitive, therefore it gets hurt. So therefore we close it down. It gets hurt by the lack of empathy in the atmosphere, uh, the aggression, the dismissiveness, uh, insensitivity, mm, competition, all these things. And then mm, fear of not being good enough. So the various kinds of um, afflictions that uh, occur, probably the basic um, affliction the Buddha talked about was separation from the liked, separation from the loved. It just doesn't mean, you know, not getting your, your cheesecake. It means when other people turn away and leave you. You are not worth looking at. You are t turned away from. Uh, you're not good enough. And this is extremely painful for people. And this happens, uh, can happen quite a bit. <coughs> So then the heart closes and we go into our just being independent, being my, just myself, give up on everybody else, look after myself and don't connect to other people because they could dismiss you or dislike you or turn away from you. So best to just close off altogether. This, this kind of thing can occur to some degree or another. Mm we defend and so the heart is easily closed um, but it's the body that can open it up because the body energy never leaves you till you're dead so when you can feel the presence of your own embodied energy the heart finds a refuge in that there's something here that stays present, grounded, firm, accepting. It's grounded, body energy is grounded, it's firm, it's open, it accepts, it's able to receive my emotions and ups and downs. It doesn't run away, it doesn't shake. And therefore, one feels a sense of deep connection and the heart is able to come forth. This is why we come in through the body to almost to, to give our heart a safe abiding place, a safe, steady abiding place, which is not a theory, but is felt. We feel the body has an energy mm, that gives us a sense of, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? 
you stand, you sit, you feel your body, there's obviously the sensations, but there's also the sense of body being present. And this just this alone is worth meditating on, just returning to that time and time again till you notice this body is not just the thing I see with my eyes, it's not just tactile impressions, it's actually a, a sensitive living system that knows what it's like to feel relaxed, knows what it's like to feel tense, knows what it's like to feel settled, knows what it's like to feel open, no hindrances, not closed down. And we can cultivate with attention, we can get the body to come into that place where it's open, it's firm, it's sensitive. Sit at the root of a tree as if your body is sitting under a tree. Tree protects, earth beneath, canopy of the tree above, body feels okay. Nobody's bothering me, no intrusion, no obstruction. Ah, I'm grounded, I can open up. Then Put your attention into thoroughly feeling that whole body as you're breathing in and breathing out. So the breathing in and breathing out brings the inner quality of your own vitality moving through the body. Your own continuing loop of life energy flowing through the body, within the body, warming, flushing, subsiding, moving through. You're alive here. You're not just a statistic or an idea or a name. You're alive here, unobstructed, unintruded upon. Breathing in, breathing out. And all this is a gift. You didn't have to be that good, that tall, doesn't matter what shape you are, what age you are, where you are. It's, it's a gift. It's like this is this is the deal you get when you get born. But you forget it. Or you get trained out of it to be a person. <laughs> yeah. So we give our hearts away into some identity that we hope will be what other people find acceptable. And that's already very risky, you know. But sitting at the root of a tree, you don't have to be a person. You don't have to have an identity. You can just be life, breathing in, breathing out. No pressure on the heart. No need to become something, no need to prove anything, 
defend anything, develop anything, compare yourself with anything. Therefore, through coming into this body, you're creating a safe environment for the heart to really arise and open up. And that's exactly what it does. Now the training is, stay with this, be thoroughly sensitive to the entire body. As because when we uh, feel a strong emotion, we feel, oh, I'm completely overwhelmed with worry. Yeah. I just can't see my way out of this worry. I feel so worried. I'm completely overwhelmed with worry. I say, well, yeah. So, you know, you know completely, I can't see outside this worry. Because your attention has been dragged into that. So you say, well, what about your your knees? Are they worried? No, they're not worried. Your feet? Okay. What about the hands? A little bit tense, but I could relax my hands. Your shoulders? Oh, I could drop my shoulders, I guess. Back? Back's not worried. Top of the head? Not worried at all. I never, I dropped all those. I didn't even notice all that. So you can see, if you go to the whole body, you're going to find somewhere that isn't worried. <laughs> yeah. And oh, when you recognise that, that I'm not overwhelmed with worry. So what happened? What happened was the reflexes kicked in, insecurity, and your attention got captured by that and your emotions started acting upon that, and then your personality arises within that. Your personality arises as the result of what you're feeling. Now you may think, I'm a person who worries a lot. No, actually you're a worry that persons a lot. There's a repetitive worry, a habit, that as it captures your attention becomes me, a worrier. Then I remember, so I think I'm a worried person. So I become extremely attuned to that. And that habit increases. And so, but remember the I, the person, is the result of the emotion and the energy, not the instigator of it. The instigator of it is just a reflex, a reaction that happens. Because nobody decides, oh, let me think, uh, it's 10 o'clock, I think it's time to do some worrying. It's not a decision, it just sweeps in. And then as it over, as the heart floods with this, the unawakened, undefended heart floods with this, I have created 
in that as the worrier. And creating that worry, I then think about things, I struggle with things, I feel sad that I'm such a worried person, uh, I want to try to find a way to stop worrying, and all the time, I, 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 we stay in the world of worry, we stay in that domain. So the advice is train yourself. Worry is understandable, insecurity is understandable. When that experience happens, could you train yourself to what's happening in the body? And it's actually in my belly. There's this wavering, quavering feeling that starts to swell up into my chest. But actually, if I come down my arms and relax and open my chest, uh, and if I feel from my chest sweep round to my back, and down into the ground, and down into the feet, and hold attention over the whole form, I may be able to sense there's some agitation in a part of it, say in my belly, but I'm not worried. I'm just noticing that as a condition arising. And so I check my breathing. I breathe in, drawing energy up into my chest, into my face, and I breathe out, breathing energy out through the hands and the feet. And as I do so, the response is heartful. It's a heartful, loving response. It's not, don't worry, you idiot. You're an insecure, pathetic being. <laughs> no, it's a heartful response. And the heartful response and the gentle, pervasive energy system begins to clear. Yeah, and we know, oh, there's a lot of uncertainty around. That's what generates it. Things are uncertain. But what is certain, I can be present and aware of that. So in this way, soothing the bodily formation, kaya sankara pasambayam, pasambayam, kaya sankaram, pasambayam, soothing, easing, calming, and just like stroking across the body energies. You know, it's not a dampening, it's not drugging, it's not cutting off, it's not closing down. It's as if you're stroking like a frightened horse and you stroke it. Or like, yeah, you stroke your body energy with, with your mind, you're bringing your awareness through your body with a kindly mm, attitude. Because you're mindful. And when, you, when you're mindful, you bear in mind nature, things are uncertain things are unsatisfactory, all conditions are not self. You're mindful of Dhamma. 
So this which creates me is not self, it's an energy. It's a formation, it's a sankhara. And sankharas can change and need to be met and soothed and steadied. And right here now is what I'm doing. This is Anapanasati. Some of the steps on the way. We have the 16 steps, but every one of those has got a lot of material within it. But you look at the broad picture, Kaya, entering body, first entering body, setting up mindfulness, feeling safe and steady, entering body as a Entering body is an energy form. Hmm? Steadying the energy form. Doing so, there's this quality called piti arises, a sense of refreshment. Because when you take the pressure, the strain, the agitation out of the body, when you relieve the dullness of the body, when you withdraw from the hunger and craving, desperation, everything feels, what a relief. And that's piti, a relief. Fresh air, refreshment. And so take it in. And this brings around ease, sense of settled, pleasant, settled state. Now the mode of moving through this is uh, you have to mm, place your attention and sense what's happening. Mm. So I began with that when I said, how are you feeling? That's a way of pointing your attention, placing it, and then how you feel, you're sensing it, I feel like this. Okay. How do you feel now? That's placing it, placing your attention. And I'm using some words to do that, and you can use words to do that. Use the words, what's happening now? It's placing, sensing. Feels kind of like this, not certain. Place it again. Tell me again, what's it like? Placing it again, pointing it again. Uh, feels, uh, what does it not feel like? Well, it doesn't feel good. Okay, good. Placing, sensing. Sometimes described as initial thought and sustained thought. Thoughtfulness. It's not a lot of thought. The thoughts are pretty simple. How is it in my body now? That's placing. Um, takes a little longer. Um, sensing, mm, quite warm. Yeah, feels pretty settled. Okay, placing, sensing, and in the Buddhist language, Pali language, it's called vitaka vichara, and they're conjoined vitaka vichara. 
and to sense there's initial thought and sustained thought. It doesn't mean you're, when it's, it's not, you know, like all these translations are questionable because it seems sustained thought means you're thinking a lot. <laughs> but actually, that's not what vichara is. Vichara is you're listening a lot, you're thoughtful. Means, hmm, stay on topic, listening, hmm, how is it, hmm. But you're not jabbering a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we're not using that kind of mind. And so, vitaka vichara. Now, you think of it, use the mind like the finger. So, when you point and you touch, how is that? You point, you touch. You point, you touch. You decide, put your finger on your knee, how's that? Put your finger on your arm, how's that? Put your finger on your worry, how's that? Put your finger on your breath, how's that? Hmm? Of course, you're not, not really your finger, but that's the, that's the metaphor I would use because when you use your finger, the finger both points and it's sensitive at the same time, isn't it? You touch and immediately you're sensing it. You don't touch it and then think about it. You, as soon as you touch it, you, you linger. You linger on what you're touching and take it in. What is it like? That's vichara. Is it good? No. Soft, no, hard, no, warm, no, pleasant, uh, stirring, it's stirring, it's cool, it's hard, it's firm, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Because you're awakening a sense of connection, of touching directly, rather than thinking about something with a load of babble, you just touch it directly. How does it feel? How does it feel? And if you use the analogy of the finger, you realise that the finger feels things best when you touch lightly. If you push too hard, what's this feel like? What's this feel like? Well, it feels like pressure, because you're pushing too hard. Yeah. So sometimes we do that. I really want to know what's going on. So what's happening? What's happening? And what's happening is... You're pushing too hard. So all you're feeling is the pressure of your own attitude. Could your attitude be light? Like, uh, how's that? Uh, how's that? Mm-hmm. You know? And this is the kind of, this is what, this is how you regulate, you see? Because as you dominate, you either dominate or, or you, right? Which means you decide what it's going to be, or you demand an answer. Yeah. Get concentrated, focus on this. And that's the domination attitude. Or you say, okay, how does this? How does this? If I'm feeling this, how does this become? What's what's needed right now? How would this become more settled? I don't know. But bring up that intention. Just relax a little. No hurry. Take your time. Mm. Okay, just doesn't matter. Let that pass. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Breathing in, breathing out. And that's the way that lightness and steady presence of connectivity is what brings around this settling. Now here, your thinking mind is then being used to connect rather than disconnect. See? So Vitaka Vichara is very much to do with your thinking mind, called manas. Now your thinking mind can quite easily disconnect and produce an encyclopedia of words to describe how you are and why you are and what you're not. Or you can train it to just get very simple and direct and ask the question rather than come up with the answer. How does it feel? Where is breathing now? How is it linger? Let it speak. It's kind of moving quite fast, brushing. Okay. And sometimes just that connection itself begins, just the connection itself has the effect of settling. Because the fact that our thinking mind is actually trying to connect rather than trying to disconnect is already a revel- is already a change. The fact that we're actually listening to ourselves rather than telling ourselves that already is is healing. So it's it, you know this is why I say the effort, the energy is subtle. It is an effort, it is an energy to stop disconnecting and instead keep placing that careful, interested, open attention onto an object, onto a living creature. A living creature. It's not a block of wood. It's not an idea. It's a living creature. It's not an abstract notion of myself, it's a living creature. You place your attention carefully on that and you listen. And then maybe as you're listening, you think, oh, what's needed here? What does it need? Perhaps it just needs a kind of a calming, a calming gesture. May this be well. Take your time. Doesn't matter. Let it pass. And if you're connecting directly through the the body's energies, that is a very immediate, direct connection. You don't have to go through the labyrinth of yourself, your self structures. It's very simple, like you know having a dog. <laughs> you know, they get it immediately. And so you approach through the breathing, because the breathing connects to the body energy, and the breathing connects to the emotions and the chitta. So it really is the messenger 
of these psychophysical spiritual phenomena. It runs through all of them, it connects all of them. When you really learn to listen and be with breathing, it connects everything. Because this is life. And it connects to your angry moods and your desperation and your worry and your joy. Breathe into it. Even the sticky, nasty stuff, you breathe into it. You invite your chaos back home rather than disconnect from it. But your first place is to create a home. That's your body. Then you can allow some of the distress can then be handled within that safe, grounding, regulating environment, your intimate environment. This is how we clean and purify. The result, joy, refreshment, ease. And jitta starts to brighten up, comes out of its cloud, comes out of its shroud. And so, thoroughly sensitive to the Chitta Sankara. Chitta Sankara Patisangwedi. Thoroughly sensitive to the Chitta Sankara. What on earth is this? Okay, mental formation. Standard translation, and I use that because this is what you're going to come across very often, mental formation, and you probably go, what's that? <laughs> you probably imagine it's some kind of thinking process, <laughs> a mental formation, some kind of thinking process. But actually it's its heart, it's heart energy, heart sensitivity. It's the very fact that the heart sensitizes and it gets activated, right? You can call it heart activations. <clears throat> heart is a sensitive experience, it activates, it activates joy, it activates worry, it activates depression, it activates gladness, it activates gratitude, it activates despair. Right? These are all manifestations of Jitta Sankara. We all know that. We know the experience. But once one has uh, <laughs> cultivated to this extent, we've begun to experience the discharge, the chitta feeling open and joyful. Then we're getting right down almost to the nerves itself. Not so much what it manifests, but the fact that it manifests. So in this stage of the sutta, we're not really dealing so much with 
worry or excitement or irritation or passion because we've already kind of cleared that to an extent to get to this point. The five hindrances abate before pity arises. The quality of pity arises as the five hindrances, that's ill will, sense desire, um, okay, uh, lethargy, um, lethargy and stagnation, restlessness, worry, and doubt. When that, when that cluster abates, there is joy, there is rapture. So having arrived at this clear place, they were able to review not so much the particular formations of emotions that, that arise, but the fact that, they, that the, the energy that causes them, yeah, our sensitivities. Not so much the particular phenomena that arise, but what they arise from. They arise from a sensitivity of heart, the citta-sankara, just like the sensitivity of the body. And this could, this sensitivity can be quite high. You know, high sensitivity, it needs to just be cooled. You know, we get hypersensitive. Yeah. And then very reactive and hypersensitive. Mm, it's cooled. Or maybe we're kind of a bit insensitive, not particularly, then it needs to be brightened. So in this place, we're thoroughly sensitive to our sensitivities. And when they become strong, when the heart picks up, and when, it's, when it gets activated and stirred, oh, that's what generates it. And we keep our awareness on that nerve of heartful sensitivity recognizing once that nerve has been pushed all kinds of stuff can rise up it will flood and we will tend to get involved with it and that will direct our lives so we'll get back to that nerve ending and just steady it hmm? calm it ease it how do you do that well Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, pausing. The long pause between the out-breath and the in-breath, between the in-breath and the out-breath. What does that do? What it does is it turns down the emotional voltage in the system. Okay, so take a very easy example. If I'm panicking, if I'm in a panic, what's my breathing going to be like? <laughs> right? No pause. No pause equals panic. That's an extreme example. 
means the emotional sensitivity is raw, an extreme fear. Now, take the other end of the spectrum, long pause, the emotional wave can arise, and in that long, in the pause, the voltage, the charge of that emotional energy dissolves. We don't cut it off, suppress it, it just dissolves into that pause because the pause is like an open energy. It's not nothing, it's like an open, unoccupied place of vitality. Take a long out breath, relax, feel the breathing going out. And then it seems to have receded before it begins again, lingering, open, open, sensitive, open, and breathing in comes in, arising. Energy rises up, comes the completion of the inhalation, open, open, sensitive, exhalation. That open place regulates the breathing. Okay. No open place, the breathing just, it just speeds up because uh, it's, not, it's not being moderated. The space moderates the movement of the breath, breathing. The movement of the breathing is, very, is associated with increased energy. Increased energy is associated with increased intensity of emotions and increased intensities happening in the body. So, you know, the big picture is that certainly if, if the breathing is longer and slower and, and subtler and a lot more pores openness in it, the emotional intensity subsides, the bodily energy subsides, but we're not suppressing it or cutting it off, it just becomes quiet and contented relaxed and it disengages from memory, thought. It's the place where formations can just dissolve. So it's a place where you can clean out, let things clean out, see what, what is really necessary rather than be completely clogged with an overload of unprocessed disappointment, frustration, nervousness, anxiety and worry just clogged up so much that your body's closing down and you just get trying to get through a day because <laughs> everything is clogged and crammed and you don't want to meditate because to sit there in that is just, I don't want to sit there in that, it's just too miserable, I just do something else, go for a run or you know, watch watch a movie or something, play the guitar, anything. I don't want to sit there with that. Well, of course you don't. I don't blame you. 
But is it possible to, it's okay, just pull the, open the body up, standing, walking, sitting, just practice opening the body, feel what's being felt, it's not very pleasant, that means that's why you have to train and resolve to do it, give yourself 10 minutes, notice any differences, if there is a change, your desire lights up, valuable thing desire, chanda, motivation, hey, something changed, that's good, do some more, Uh uh-huh, then it lights up, motivation, faith, sense of confidence, hey, there's something I could do here, begins to get kindled, Uh, and then the heart starts, hey, come on, I can get out of this mess, come on, let's do some more, okay, Let's do some walking, let's do some standing, let's sit down and just take a long out-breath. And that's the way the process goes. This is not coming from some kind of, it's seven o'clock in the evening, I've got to sit down and meditate, otherwise I'll feel guilty and hate myself because I'm supposed to be a good meditator, I'm supposed to do this as a regular practice, I should be disciplined and determined and resolved. And this is uh, because that's good what I'm supposed to be doing. And I shouldn't ever give up. So I've got to do this every day, like it or not. And it's seven o'clock. And okay, sit there, bear with it for half an hour. That's it. Okay, I've done my bit. Enough of that for today. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's good, good, good hearted, but brave. But how long do you want to keep doing that for? Uh, so we start to look a little more intimately, you know, forget what you're supposed to be and what you, you know, what you're supposed to do. Just like realize there is an actual, very much hands-on experience practice you can do that will let drop some of that weight, and it's going to be coming through your body, yeah. And it's going to, as it comes into your body, it's going to, it, it will awaken your heart, which feels lack of confidence, the loss of trust. But if your body starts to clear up a little bit, your heart will wake up. Oh, possible. Maybe I just need to be a little kinder to myself. It will start to wake up. And then the process is going to begin. Hmm? Like, you know, you look in one of these sheets and the Buddha's saying, well, I cleared through the disturbances associated with the household life. I mean, it's pretty, pretty terse, but, you know, this is all the muck, the clogging, the congestion that's associated with social life. He said, I just had to work with it. Then as I did so, samahitang, my mind acquired ikagatang, and samahitang, ikaga, became one-pointed. Yeah. The one point was, there's a way out, I can do this. It gained a sense of purpose. It settled, samahitang. Then mindfulness was established. Right? So, okay? That way round, I remembered. Yes, 
and my mindfulness clicked in to this is what you do. Stay with the breathing. Stay with you know. You got you got to practice there. So we take it from this rather you know unfortunate, overwhelmed state that we can find ourselves in. Follow that line through. It can take you into dealing with heart process, the sensitivity of the heart. See, you know, I need to actually withdraw a little bit from getting so much invested in, you know, my job, uh, other people, uh, state of the world. Uh, you know, uh, if I keep doing that, my heart is constantly tensed up and jangled. I need to withdraw it. Yeah. Not cut it off. Withdraw Because if I don't withdraw it, I will cut it off. I'll become another unfeeling robot in the system, just running around in the world. So withdraw will actually make me a more balanced, capable person. My well-being and it's going to be the welfare of others. So thoroughly sensitive to and soothing and calming the sensitivity of the heart. And you learn a few things. You get insight because you see the phenomena that excites you and disturb you as transitory rather than self. You see them with dispassion. You know, here's the news again. Here we go again. Another lying politician. <laughs> You've heard it before, the same old lies and rubbish. You've heard it before and here it is again. And you look at it and think, <laughs> ah, you know, I'm not going to get excited or <laughs> about this. It's just, this is a pantomime. Yeah. I deal with the real business. Mm. 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 Definitely possibilities this way. cultivated this then we have uh, this pathway opens to looking really into the nature of citta when things are steadied and we'll talk about that I'll talk about that another time <coughs> for now let's um, take a five minute break or you know that kind of period of time enough time to move around, take a drink, go to the bathroom, shake your legs, whatever, and then we'll do perhaps a little bit of um, some standing, perhaps a touch of qigong. <laughs>